BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're recovering from a forced holiday with extended family that you can't fucking stand. Thrilled to get into the voicemails today. Uh, I had you call in over the weekend to the hotline. I got to be honest with you. The episodes where I get into the voicemails, it's very time consuming, but they're always my favorite because I like hearing what you've been through. Makes me slightly feel better about my life and what I've been going through. But truly, I just adore hearing from you. And I love hearing the shenanigans you've gotten yourself into. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. It's the absolutely not line. Let me know what you're going through this holiday season. You know, we got a couple more weeks left in the year. And it's a dead-ass fucking sprint. It is an it is a, you know, 400-yard, 50-meter sprint. I'm never been good with distance. I'm good with geography, but when people are like, it was about 80 yards away, I don't know what that looks like. I was not good in geography. No, (laughs) geometry. I know where Michigan is, but I couldn't tell you what 20 yards looks like. I don't know. And every time I watch football, I ask Jeff the same question. What line are they on? And he goes, it's marked right there, you dumbass. And I go, but 50 yards, is that 50 yards from the, the end zone, the middle, he's like, 50's in the middle, Heather. It's 100 yards. And I said, nothing makes sense. Is this soccer? And he goes, I'm going to divorce you. So that's where I've been at emotionally in my journey, watching sports over the holiday. But let's recap, right? Thanksgiving now, it's supposed to be a time of gratitude, of gratefulness, of humility. You look back, you say thank you to the universe, to God for all my blessings. I spent two days hysterically crying. Why, Heather? What's wrong? What's going on? You live a richly blessed life. It's called, I hit a wall of emotional exhaustion. (laughs) And I literally sat in my closet and cried like that for a solid two days. And I just spent Thanksgiving with my sister, my mom, and my husband. We did it low-key in Atlanta. It was great. We had a great time. We're all good. No family beef amongst them. Others for sure. Them, solid core four, we're all Gucci. And I just lost my shit. Jeff was like, 
what do you need? Are you good? And I said, and I, the, <laughs> the following, no one has emotionally asked me where I'm at for a while. And I realized I have been in work mode, which is great. I'm so grateful for my job. I'm not fucking complaining. The shows have been fucking fantastic. I've had a fucking blast. But there's a thing when you're on, right? In entertainment, because it's not like a normal job where, you know, you go and you can kind of be alone in your own thoughts, or maybe you're working on a project and you kind of have your time to yourself. Entertainment, you're on in front of people all the time. I love that. That's where I get a high. I get literal like tickle in my taint from performing. But I did a whole week of press for stuff. So I was in New York. I'd get up, do in today's show. Then I'd go do a bunch of podcasts. And then I wouldn't even have 30 minutes before my show to decompress. And so I was just going for 10 days straight. And then you're traveling and you're seeing people out and you're saying hi. And there was no downtime to turn my brain off to like reset the computer. You know what I mean? It was like there are cookies popping up everywhere. I mean, my, my body has felt like an old school Dell desktop. Just warning, warning, virus, virus. You know, you remember when you have to plug in your fucking computer into the phone line and it's like, and it sounds like a cat in a dryer. That, <laughs> while it's dialing up, fucking mind spring dial up. And you're like, I got to get on the fucking computer. And Marie's going to be in AIM chat in 15 minutes and I got to get ready. Because she and I have to send cat photos back and forth to each other. And then I'm hoping, I'm hoping Jordan, the guy I have a crush on, is going to be in my AIM. And it, but for 45 minutes, your computer's going, and you're like, what the fuck, Dad? Why are you so cheap? You run a computer software company, yet my computer is not dialing up fast enough. That was what I did in the seventh grade. Sweat trying to get on instant messenger to chat to my dumbass friends. Shout out to Anne Marie. We went and got ice cream the other night. Regardless, that's how I felt like my brain has been. There's a lot of windows open. There's a lot of cookies. I'm trying to dial up to get back to where I need to be emotionally. And it's fucking dialing, but we're not connecting. I'm at the bing bong chat room and no one's in there. You know what I mean? To be alone. It's like that level of anxiety where it's dialing up, but I never get in the chat room. And the chat room is at a good, healthy, emotional space. And your mind's clear. You're locked and loaded. I'm focused. I'm in. I'm chit-chatting with my friends. I have been on the dial-up, that mind spring for the last, well, I was locked and loaded while I was working, but then I never got to turn the computer off. And you remember when you used to have an old school desktop, right? You'd have to hit the control, alt, delete. You'd have to literally like Jimmy rig the back of the computer. You'd be shaking. You'd have to hold two wires up at a 45 degree angle while literally fingering the back of the monitor. You don't know. You didn't even know what fingering was, but you were fully fingering your monitor. You didn't know it, but you're, you had to, because that's the only way you had to reboot that bitch sometimes. That's what I needed. I needed to be a rebooted bitch. You know what I mean? Because I'll tell you one thing. I'm great at my job, but if you don't reboot, if you don't turn that computer off sometimes and let it cool off, 
the back of my monitor, aka my lower lumbar, near my sciatic nerve, my piriformis was running so fucking hot, Jeff couldn't touch me, burn his fingertips, which is honestly probably what he needs because he's Italian and I do think he has mob ties and I'm sure he will eventually one day commit a heinous crime. So he may not want to leave fingerprints, but either way, he was like, you're hot to the touch. I said, yeah, because I'm fucking needing to reboot. Italic isn't an everything store. They're your everything store. Okay, I'm talking about a marketplace that connects you with the manufacturers behind the world's biggest brands and most in-demand products that deliver straight to your door for up to 63% less. I want you to think about that really expensive candle that you love and that you see in every boutique hotel and then you're like, this is too fucking expensive. I'm not spending $700 on a candle. Well, guess what? Italic has it because they source it and they find it for you. And you can have access to their curated selection of over 500 products, including everything from diamond jewelry, cashmere sweaters, world-class linen sheets, all from the best made manufacturers in the world. I'm telling you, I love their candles. I'm obsessed with them. They're so nice. They're very chic, very minimal. Like with the decor, I put them in every room and it costs less than half of what I would normally spend purchasing it from a regular brand. By taking the brand and retail markups completely out of the equation and not having that branding on it, they're able to deliver the lowest possible prices. So if you want to get some really good chic holiday items, I'm telling you, All you got to do is go to italic.com and to get $10 off your first product order of $50 or more at italic.com with my code absolutely not. Again, that's code absolutely not for $10 off your first product order on italic.com. They're your everything store. Okay. You're going to find everything that you want. Their marketplace connects you, like I said, with the manufacturers behind the world's biggest brands and most in-demand products. And again, delivered straight to your door for up to 63% less. Get $10 off your first product. Order a $50 or more on italic.com with code absolutely not. Again, that's code absolutely not for $10 off your first product order on italic.com. You'll thank me later. And listen, this is a lesson. I know I'm making it about me, but this is a lesson to all y'all. Through the holidays, if you got to take a fucking lap and smoke a cigarette and walk to the end of your driveway and just like that famous photo of Ben Affleck outside of his house in Venice and he's just got his hand over his head and he's smoking a cig because he's thinking about the fact that he has to tell his entire family he has this insane dragon tattoo on his fucking back. That's where I've been emotionally. It's that time of year where you somehow, for some reason, have to have family sit-downs, which I don't do those. But now you have every cousin you haven't seen being like, can we talk? And you're like, why now, Charles? Why the fuck now? (laughs) That's what my computer sounded like. But you've got to. Sometimes you got to turn the monitor off. Sometimes you got to finger your own monitor to reset yourself. If you got to go in the garage with the vibrator and do you for 20 minutes to then come back to the family dinner table and be a nice person, fucking do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? You need to do you. So let's backtrack. I fucked up my leg in Durham at the show. I like slid across the stage while I was dancing and my legs fucked up. So now I'm having to see an orthopedist because I've been able to walk on it and been fine, but I've been trying to get my steps in. I'm trying to exercise. You know, Heather needs to get fit back in her pants. So I went on a really long walk yesterday and I was also stressed out. I had cried three times yesterday just because I, you know, everyone's driving me fucking nuts. And I, now I did something to my shin. So I'm waiting on this guy, Harris, to show up to my house. He's an on-call like orthopedist to take a look because I said, 
I don't, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do more damage because your girl doesn't know how to stop. And I'm lugging shit. You know what I mean? I'm lugging so much shit through the airport. I got 70 pound bags. Like we go on the road with some gear. So I got a boy coming over, a man, sorry. He's quite a professional coming over to, you know, do two little knocks on the old kneecap to see if that ACL is working. I don't have time to go down. I also don't have time to be in a knee brace. So between that and the stress and never getting to reboot, I just emotionally, I started hysterically fucking crying. I was just like, I am tired. And I took it out on everyone. Jeff was putting, uh, he wanted to cook a fucking duck. Okay, listen, I like Thanksgiving food, but I wasn't in the mood this year. My family, we're more of a crab cake, filet kind of gals. You know what I mean? Jeff wanted to make a fucking duck. I go with him to get the damn duck. He's trying to squeeze this thing into the air fryer. He said one short comment to me and I lost it. I was like, don't you dare. I just could not handle his sassy attitude. And I snapped on him and we, he was like, you're being a fucking asshole. And I was like, you're an asshole. And then I'm just crying and everyone's like, are you guys good? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's where I've been at emotionally. And I cried all night on Friday. I went to my friend Annie's house. She was crying. I was crying. We're just crying because I think she's got kids. I don't know. I have like six toddlers that I'm constantly around that are grown adults that act like toddlers. But we were just both like, let's get a hot fudge Sunday. And then we went to this place called Andy's Custard, okay? It's 1130 at night on a Friday. We are two grown women. We should be in a rowdy bar somewhere throwing back some cocktails, but instead we decide to eat our calories. So we show up to Andy's Custard and this young kid working the ice cream thing is like, do you guys want a punch card? I feel like I've seen you here. <laughs> Dude, I got called out. He's like, I've seen you here a lot. What's your name? Heather, right? That's always the name on the order. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Trevor. Shut the fuck fuck up. I said, Trevor, thank you so much. I, I pick up a lot. I literally told him I did Uber Eats. I was like, Uber Eats. Yep. He's like, but why are, why are all the orders under your name? Shut the fuck up. I mean, not that my best friend Annie's going to judge me, but still. She kind of looked at me like, just go ahead and get the punch card. Bitch, just get the fucking punch card. You want it. You might as well get 20% off when you hit your 10th Sunday. And I'm like, no, because if I get the punch card, I have a paper trail of my fat assery. I don't need a paper trail. You know what I don't need the receipts for? Hot fudge fucking Sundays. I am 34 years old. What grown ass bitch goes, drives herself solo in her Jetta and gets a hot fudge Sunday? I did twice this week. I don't need the receipts. Oh my God, y'all. Miss Terry, I don't know if you're listening to this. There's a follower, Miss Terry. Okay. She DM'd me. One day I was like, guys, my knee's kind of hurting, wondering what I did. And I asked for a couple of suggestions for orthopedics in Atlanta. And somebody suggested this wonderful guy is going to come help me. Miss Terry said, Heather, I hate to tell you, but I think the weight gain is just what's hurting your knee. I responded to this woman. I said, Jesus Christ, Terry. Why would you do me dirty dog wrong? <laughs> and I know she was probably just being like, sweetheart, it's the white gang. That's why your knees are buckling. <laughs> and I was so 
is. And I can take a joke. You guys know I love a roast. But I was like, what the fuck? As I'm woofing down my hot fudge sundae. You tell me this. Is there anything sexier? Okay. Vanilla custard. You go full vanilla. I don't need anything else. I don't need a swirl. I don't need chocolate and vanilla. I've always been a vanilla ice cream kind of gal. Hot, salty, roasted pecans. You know how I feel about a mixed nut. And then I get hot fudge sundae. Hot fudge. Right on top of it. I get a kid's cup. I do understand portion control, but either way. So between... Trevor at Andy's Custard fucking calling me out about my frequency and Jeff bitching to me about how to cook a duck in an air fryer turned out crispy and delicious. You're welcome. And just never getting to reboot. I fucking, I cracked. I snapped. I popped. And it's been a roller coaster. I also think I might be taking too much melatonin. Y'all, I could never take melatonin because it gave me horrific night terrors. And I think, too, that's what's happening. Like, I've been chewing through my night guard, but, and I've been smoking weed a lot at night. Oh, also, so the other night, Friday night, Andy and I are crying in the car. We're like laughing, just bitching about our families. Then we go get ice cream. I come home and I have a nervous breakdown to Jeff. This is when I'm like, I, I need your help. I'm exhausted. Like, I, like, someone help me. And then I went down. He goes, okay, calm down. I got you. And I was like, I'm going to go get my weed bin in the basement. I slipped down the fucking stairs so hard. It was like, my head hit six times. I laid there hysterically crying and laughing. I was like, but I still crawled. I crawled to the basement to get my weed bin. I took a hit of that bad boy. And I didn't feel that bad yesterday. But you know, like when you get in a car accident, it's really like the second or third day where it really hits you. I, I was just, literally today, it feels like somebody took a baseball bat to my, the right side of my back. <sighs> Listen, I got nothing to complain about. We're all good, but I just need you to know, hear it from me. If you need to go walk around your neighborhood and smoke a cigarette in front of your judgmental neighbors and just leave your kids in the yard for a minute, do what you have to do. If you got to finger yourself in the garage, do what you have to do. If you got to, you know, pull out some frozen raviolis out of the back of the freezer, put those in the crock pot for a solo meal. And you put a sign on that crock pot that says, if you even think about fucking touching these, these are Natalie's. These are Natalie's raviolis. (laughs) You know, that's the other thing. Thanksgiving is a time to share, but I see a lot of greedy motherfuckers at the table. I'm sorry. I made enough mashed potatoes for seven people. How come Uncle Tony's eating a third of them. Unbelievable. And nothing pisses me off more. I'm not a leftovers gal, but if you then go for that extra crab cake the next morning to heat up and Uncle Tony fucking ate them. Hey, Tony, there were six crab cakes left over. How come there are none now? And he's like, I realize. And by Uncle Tony, I mean my husband. And he's cooking up crispy duck, making an omelet, and you're just dry heaving over the sink because you're emotionally done. And all you wanted to do was come down and have a cappuccino and a crab cake. Doesn't sound like a delicious combo, but it is. And you go, hey, Tony, when was the last time you brushed your teeth? And his response is, I don't know. I'm relaxing. And you think, I don't get a day off from this bullshit. That's where I'm at. 
You know, you probably thought about the next step in your career and your relationship. But what about planning for kids? Women are having children later in life, but biology hasn't changed. We need tools to help us understand our reproductive timelines. I'm telling you, this is truly one of my favorite companies ever, Modern Fertility. Thank God I had them. Thank God I had the wherewithal to use it, to then ask these hard questions to myself. Hey, I didn't know what I didn't know about fertility until I found Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility was created to make a simple, easy way easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a single finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe even one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make decisions that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $139 instead of several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. And listen, y'all got kids. I'm not bitching more than if you got three kids running around and you got to look at your shitty extended family. You got like 10 uncles sitting on the fucking couch while all the kids are literally have lit candlesticks in their hands about to set the drapes on fucking fire. And you're also in charge of cooking. And you're looking at these fucking assholes going, hey, can somebody grab, can somebody grab Junior and get the lit candlestick out of his fucking hand? And they're like, oh, we are talking about Bitcoin. And you're like, I'm going to burn down the whole fucking house with everyone in it because I'm done. You start short-circuiting while you're making a cheese plate. And you're just twitching, your eyes twitching while you're fucking putting some cornichons and some, you know, Mike's Hot Honey on a fucking cheese board and you're cutting the manchego and you raise the manchego to take a bite to your mouth and it's like your full shakes. That's where I was at. And you're like, I hate fucking everybody. And that's the hard thing. It's a time to be grateful. But then when you hang out with most of the people in your life, you're like, why do I spend my time with these horrible people? You know, (sighs) cried to my sister for two hours on Thursday. She's like, you're going to be good. We're all here. (laughs) It's okay. Nothing to complain about. I'm so grateful. You have to cool down the computer sometimes in order to be the best version of yourself. And that's a level of self-care. You got to finger the back of the monitor sometimes to get that thing to shine bright. And that's what it's all about. We had some amazing shows in New York. That was so much fun. We had some amazing shows in Boston, Cincinnati, Minneapolis. I mean, I've been on the road for the last two weeks and it's been incredible. Y'all, I I think I said this on the last podcast. Cincinnati was so much fun. One of the best crowds, like just everything about it was amazing. Cincinnati, I love you. You have a very dear place in my heart. New York was so fun. Boston was so fun. It was just amazing. Oh, also shout out to the woman. I didn't see this. Obviously, I can't see to the back of the theater, but Jeff said there was a woman at one of the Boston shows. She brought her baby in a baby Bjorn and she had big headphones on the baby. And Jeff was like, I was so fucking impressed. He literally said women can do anything. 
She didn't want to miss a show. She had a newborn and brought the baby and a baby Bjorn and lived, laughed, loved. And that's a beautiful thing. Also, I was at my hotel and this girl came up to me. I was having a drink after the, the shows. I believe it was at the Saturday show. This girl told me, hold on, I wrote it down. Okay, this girl told me that she almost got in a fight with somebody because they wouldn't quit talking during the show. These women were just having full-blown conversations and they usually do this. They usually go. Like if I say something about my dog, Rigatoni, they're like, Rigatoni, yeah, did you see your dog? And then they start having their own conversations. So this girl said, she asked them, hey, do you guys mind like quieting down? We're trying to hear the jokes. And it was orchestra R seats 108 through 111. Then this girl said, fuck you, you fucking bitch. I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) Not the girl who said, hey, can you not speak? One of the other women who was speaking, orchestra R seats 108 through 111. And then this other girl said, I said, I can't believe you're telling me you're going to punch me in the fucking face. Fuck you, fucking bitch. I'm going to punch you in the face. When she asked them to, to quietly lower their conversation. So I want you to know that is, that's also a thing. And I would prefer if we could have a nice cadence with each other in the audience. If if someone's talking, hey, can we be quiet? We're trying to enjoy the show. You know, if you're drunk and you're just mumbling to your friends or you want to talk about how you need to change your tampon, whatever, do you, but maybe let's keep it to a dull roar. And then don't threaten the other patrons of the show. That shit's wild, y'all. I get told so much shit after the shows. And that's why I come on the podcast and say say stuff. Because people like call me and they're like, Heather, we were in row, row K. And some woman made us spend 20 minutes looking for her car keys in the middle of the show. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I come out, I try and set you up for success. And yet every time there's somebody who goes, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. That's also Boston though. You know what I mean? She's probably like a good Italian woman, good Irish woman. Fuck you, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Because she thinks she's in the movie The Departed. You know what I mean? It happens. But either way, Let's be kind to one another. I know that my shows are an outlet for a lot of people. And let's have a great fucking time because I've been having a blast. I've been having a blast. It's been fun. It's always fun because I love each and every one of you. Okay, listen, I've been rambling. Let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. I really want to get into your voicemails through the end of the year. I know we have a lot to catch up on and I am thrilled to hear what the fuck's going on with you. All right, let's get into it. Hi, Heather. This is Katie from Montgomery, Alabama. Cannot wait to see you in a few weeks. I'm on the third row, front and center, girl. Just, you know, holla at me. Anyway, I haven't absolutely not. I just had my second baby, had a C-section this time. My doctor was like, hey, girl, we're open on this table. What you want to do? I said, go ahead and sever them. Sever those tubes, man. So he did. It was great. Whatever. Anyway, my mother-in-law comes to stay with us for a few days, and she asked me how I'm feeling. And I'm like, you know, I feel like the tubes may or may not have put a little spin on this, but we're thriving. It's going to be okay. She completely loses her shit, asks us why we made this decision, and why we didn't talk to her first before we did it, and can it be reversed? Fuck no, Ruth. It cannot. And also, if I wasn't doing it, your son was going to be the one to do it. Get that little snip snip. So either way, it was going down. Not sure when my reproductive system needed to be approved by everyone and their mama of what I was going to do with it. 
So absolutely fucking not to people feeling like they need a say in what you do with your body. Love and light. Can't wait to see you. Katie from Montgomery, this is a perfect example. This is a perfect example of how everybody in your life is fucking horrible. Congratulations on the second baby. That's so thrilling for you. Also, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not to the amount of voicemails I got from mother-in-laws coming in saying, your casserole's too oily. Your muffins didn't come out moist enough. Hey, I don't like your child's name. Why did you name your kid John after your father? You should have named him Anthony after, you know, her husband. Get the fuck out of here. P to P, women, we need to have a conversation. And I'm telling you right now, if you're a man and you're listening to this and your mom's fucking nuts, you need to tell her to cool her jets. This shit gets me livid. I don't know why it is also too that it's always the women who have the issue. And listen, I know that women, we're not innocent, okay? We stir the pot a little bit and there might be a little touch of drama. You know what I'm saying? There isn't a bridal shower or a baby shower that doesn't leave with somebody about to stab the other person in the neck. That's how we roll. But you know what? We're multitaskers. We get shit done. Men could never. I have probably 10 girlfriends that have had issues, major issues, with other women, married or, you know, relatives trying to control their life. Get out of here. No, I'm an adult. You're an adult. You and your husband made the conscious decision to lock it up. Also, first of all, I just found out that you could do this. I didn't really understand. My mom had her tubes tied, but I didn't realize that nowadays they just like take out the tubes. You can still get pregnant through IVF because apparently you still produce an egg every month. So it's essentially, and totally correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's they take the tubes that connect from your ovaries to your uterus and those just go away. But you could still technically have a baby through IVF. Regardless, no, it's these moms always making it about themselves. Get a fucking life. Here you are probably having your wounds, your vagina literally healing, right? Or you, sorry, you had a C-section. Your body's literally healing and you got to have somebody else who didn't just go. I mean, listen, obviously this other mother-in-law's had a baby. She went through it. You're like, no, this is our birth plan. This is our family plan. Not time for you to chime in. Martha, Ruth is a fucking mother-in-law name. Ruth, Cindy, Debbie. Debbie is a mother-in-law name. Listen, gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored, okay? Did you know that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? And 95% are not getting enough of their recommended daily intake of omega-3s? I feel like when you go to the doctor, the first thing they say is, we could have fixed this with enough vitamin D and omega-3s. You feel me? That is why I am so proud for Rituals Essential for Women 18 and Up Multivitamin to be a part of the podcast. Listen, it was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women's ages 18 and up. And it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 and up multivitamin. The results, essential for women 18 and up, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43%. That's huge. And omega DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. Y'all, it's like the secret underlier. You know, and we're going into that season where you get seasonal depression because it gets dark early and you're not getting enough natural vitamin D. So why not supplement it 
with Ritual. I just think they're one of the best products out there. They're a great brand. They're very transparent about what they use, what goes into their products. And to me, it just is very convenient. I go online, I order it, and it comes right to my door and I don't think twice about it. By the time I run out of like my vitamins, I've already got another order on its way and it's just a no-brainer. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off for your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash absolutely and turn healthy habits into a ritual. Again, that's 10% off at ritual.com slash absolutely. You can get everything you need right there. Ritual makes it easy. So let's have it be a no-brainer. Ritual.com slash absolutely. I got so many voicemails that were so shocking and appalling. The hair on the back of my neck is standing at attention. You don't control your son anymore. He's a grown man. And you're not going to tell us how many kids we're going to have. <laughs> and like, of course, she's crying, making it about her. You didn't consult me. No, Ruth, would you like to have sex with your son? Is that what you would like to do? Because it seems like right now, that's the vibe you're giving me. Let it go, Ruthie. That is so wild. Because, of course, hysterically crying, making it about herself. Oh, God, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You pray on it. You pray on it. That's all you can do. But tell Ruth to go on a walk and get out of your house. <laughs> I mean, I had one lady call in and she said that her mother-in-law pulled her aside and yelled at her while the husband was outside like chopping wood for the fire and yelled at her about how bad her casserole was. Not constructive criticism, not, hey, you know what I was thinking? I love this casserole. I'm thinking we could turn it up a notch. Have you ever thought about this? No, of course not. Just unsolicited life advice. And it's a passive aggressiveness for me that really just is the icing on the cake. The passive aggressiveness. Why don't you just come out and say it? Why don't you just come out? You know, I guess that's the opposite of what I just said. I was just trying to figure out a constructive way to say something to somebody else about their casserole, but also fuck off. You want to make the casserole? Great, show up. Because I just pushed a kid out. I've got an ice pack. On my C-section scar, I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, it's interesting. In the Bible, it actually says that the man will cling to his wife and start his own family. And obviously, you take care of your extended family. But it's really interesting to me because I think that we might want to tell some of these Debbies, some of these Ruths, you know, who are always pull out a biblical scripture and like to throw that at you. They're always the first person when you put your head down to pray at Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians. Your mother-in-law is always right. Ruth, you're not. Thank you. I think we need to remind some of these ladies. You're, it says in the Bible, the husband will cling to his wife and start his own tribe. You know what I mean? And that's a solid reminder. So women specifically, I'm sure there's a fair amount of you that follow me. And if you're a man and you're listening, you need to also step up to the plate and tell your family, hey, mom, my wife just had her second baby. We're a little bit of a, an emotional roller coaster right now. You know what we're going to do? We're going to come in for Thanksgiving or Christmas and we're going to be helpful and we're going to hold each other up and we're not going to stir the pot. We're not going to ask for things. We're not going to make it about us. We're just going to be loving, supportive. And let's maybe put the focus on the kids and what we can do for them. Maybe give my wife a break, my, you know, the mother of your grandchildren a break. I must have had a hundred voicemails that just kept getting worse and worse. Last minute, my mother-in-law refuses to come to dinner. 
because I had already made a turkey and there was a miscommunication in the family text. And I told her she could bring her turkey too. But then it, it became like a deep layered thing that she said, we did this on purpose. No, bitch, I was busy cooking. I did not see the group text. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some of these voicemails were nuts. And listen, some people have their own issues with their own mother. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, it doesn't mean that your family's not in the clear either. You know, I barely know how to cook a chicken because Robin didn't let me in the kitchen for so long. But I get it. She's a perfectionist of what she does. I respect the art. But we all got to have a conversation. And maybe it's a dad. Maybe you got a crazy father-in-law, you know? I don't understand why I have honest conversations with my family. So it's like, why can't, I need everybody's spouse who's listening. You send this episode to your spouse and you go, Heather said, call your parents and say, we're not doing this shit this year. Everybody either comes correct with a good attitude and no drama, or we're going on a cruise and we'll see your ass in the new year. And that's on God, period. Because if I get any more crying voicemails from women being like, this bitch Ruth made me tying my tubes or my husband getting a vasectomy about her? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Guess what I don't have time for? That's me rebooting. That's me trying to reboot so I don't whoop some ass. I'm sorry I had to go through that. I cannot wait to see you though, Katie in Montgomery. That's going to be such a fun show. We still have tickets for that show. Go to heatherontour.com. See what I did there. It's wild. It's wild what families do, you know? And then I got a voicemail too, which I didn't want to play because then the girl called back and she's like, please don't play this. This one girl was like, my father-in-law is a kind of a creep. And I've told my husband this multiple times, but he hits on me. She's like, it's very uncomfortable. I was like, bitch. But she was drunk when she sent it and she like left her voice, you know, name. So I was like, all right, I'll just describe it. You know, what if you got a creepy father-in-law who's like, hey, how long you want, you think you want to stay with my son, Frank? And you're like, what? You're like, oh, Roger, no. It, it can go both ways. But I think what we need to do as young adults is call our parents, whether you have a great relationship with them or not, and say, hey, this year we're not doing this. Because my spouse, my husband, my wife has worked too hard to deal with your bullshit at Thanksgiving or Christmas. You know what I mean? Because this is the annoying thing. When like you have somebody, like I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day who's just having the, the most insane drama with her father-in-law. And she was like, my husband just is kind of like, well, that's how I dealt with it all my life. No, you call him up and you say, hey, Rick, if you don't shape up, yank coming. Because at 34 years old, you should be able to choose who you want to spend the holidays with and why you're not dealing with the attitude. Reboot the computer. And if you have to go smoke a cigarette at the end of your driveway or hide in the bushes, just tell everybody that there's something going on with the lights outside. Be like, oh, the wreath flew off the door. And then you, but you've taken the wreath off the door and you just hide in the fucking bushes and hit a vape pen. And maybe watch Real Housewives. Fuck, bring a sleeping bag out there. Maybe put a little tent in the backyard where nobody can see it. Deep in a holly bush. And it's your little secret. You know what I mean? Put a vape pen out there, some weed. Maybe some vodka and crystal light just to go right to the veins. Remember college when you do that? Dude, anything that's a diet or light, I was like, diet Dr. Pepper and Mike's Hard Lemonade, we're good. Like disgusting. Bacardi and Diet Coke, I can't even smell. Nope. No. But honestly, the holidays might be a Bacardi and Diet Coke situation. You might have to take it into your camper van. That's what everybody should do. We should all go and buy Winnebago's. 
They don't have to be nice. No running water. And just park it a couple houses down. Maybe pay them a couple hundo. Hey, here's 200 bucks. Merry Christmas. Let me just... This is a temporary escape my family Winnebago. And when somebody, maybe, you know, you got a brother-in-law, a sister-in-law, an extended cousin starts to talk about Bitcoin or something crazy or starts to say, you know, talk about immigration. You're like, I don't know the answers right now. All I know is I burnt the edge of my areola because I bent over into the oven and your father-in-law came behind me and push me in my hot titty into a hot plate. And now I may not have a titty left. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to remove myself from this conversation about immigration because nobody at this fucking table is educated enough to have the answer. And I'm going to go two doors down to my secret Winnebago and I've got a satellite dish, an old school satellite dish on the top of this motherfucker. And I'm going to watch episodes of The Housewives and no one's going to talk to me. And you're going to cry for 45 minutes. Then you're going to take two vapes and have a crystal light and vodka. And once that goes straight into the bloodstream, you're also going to have a sandwich or maybe a party platter of chicken nuggets. You're going to wolf that down and then you can head back in when you have cooled down emotionally. When you've rebooted, you're back in the game. Let's get to the next voicemail. For that person in your life, that's sentimental and, and wants a truly unique gift. And you're like, I don't know what I'm going to get them. And you know that they're not a materialistic person. I got the exact thing for you. This is also a great gift for like anybody who's a water sign. Okay. Because this is the kind of shit I would be hysterically crying at every week if I got. I'm talking about StoryWorth. It's an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It is a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relatives or a friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you never thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. This is, to me, like another elevated level. Like It takes scrapbooking to a whole other level because they do the work. You know, you can only go to Hobby Lobby so many times and you get enough paper cuts. Why not take it to another level? Instead of just stickers and weird borders and fonts, why not have meaningful conversations with family that you love and, and let somebody else do the work? So then after a year and a year flies by so quickly, you're just left with a beautiful book of memories. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash absolute and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash absolutely to save $10 on your first purchase. Hi, Heather. This is Anonymous from Philadelphia. I saw your show. It was amazing. When you're here, definitely come back. I'm calling with an absolutely not from Thanksgiving. So we're with my husband's family and his cousin shows up without telling anyone that she was coming with a secret baby. So the strange thing here, this is not her first child. It's her second child with her same husband. There is no like scandal that could be perceived in a weird way from anyone. It's like a perfectly, you know, what people presume to be normal. No one's going to judge her situation. She kept the baby a secret, did not tell anyone for 10 months, continued talking to everyone as though nothing was going on for the entire time. 
was actually pregnant and had a baby and showed up at Thanksgiving with a two-month-old that no one knew about. So that was my Thanksgiving. What? So strange. Anyway, love and light. Come back to Philly. All right. This is interesting. First of all, thank you so much for calling. Loved Philly. One of the best shows ever. Love Philly so much. Also, this does sound like a very Philadelphia thing, though. You know, like I'm not shitting on Philly. Philly's fucking great. Fantastic. Old school. Loved it. Fabulous restaurants. The Ritz was chef's kiss. Great hotel. But this is very Philly. You know what I mean? This is also very, could be like South Carolina to just show up with a baby. But also, listen, I love a surprise. I think showing up with the baby and being like, surprise, we had a baby is fun. But the fact that they didn't, it wasn't a surprise. And it was just like, they showed up and acted like nothing happened. <laughs> we had a baby. And then her name's something like, it's Chelsea, baby Chelsea. And you're like, oh God. This is also a very cousin thing to do. You know it. Everybody has that one girl cousin. Her name's always, every single time, Brittany. And it's, but it's spelled funky, you know, B-R-I-T-A-N-T-T-T-A-N-Y, Brittany, you know, and you're like, well, I don't understand what happened there. Her parents are definitely divorced and she shows up with a fucking secret baby. I mean, it's always Brittany. I mean, this is the girl who has the MLM, the Ponzi scheme. She's selling Herbalife. We know her. But the funny thing is that she used to sell ecstasy in college. She went to like Rutgers and she sold ecstasy. She was always was like, oh, my fucking cousin Brittany. I don't know what I'm going to do with her. You know what I mean? We didn't even know if she was enrolled at school. She just sold ecstasy. Definitely did like a week and a half in jail over spring break. She was down on the Jersey Shore and got arrested and like nobody heard from her. But everyone was like, well, we know where she is. She's in jail. But then like she sort of cleaned her life up and now she's married to a guy who does quote unquote fishing. Like he always has on the, the Oakleys that are on the back of his hat. You know what I mean? They, he puts it on the back backwards. They just wrap around the nape of his neck. And he's not attractive, but he's also like kind of hot. And you're confused by those emotions because every time he shows up, you're like, I feel like I would fuck you. But I also don't want to. Because I know after we were done having sex, you would say something like this. You would literally be like, high five fucking yeah, doggy. And you'd be like, that was that. My vagina just shriveled up. You know it. You know, Brittany had dark hair and then she started doing heavy highlights, but they were more like tiger streaks. And then she went full blonde, but then it got really bad and it got kind of reddish, very mousy reddish. And then she went back to brunette and tried to do like a solid hard. She was really into the lob, which is the long bob. And she worked at great clips for a while. She ended up getting her life together, going back to beauty school, you know, hates her stepmom. Her dad got remarried. The mom's still single. Hates her stepmom. It's her stepmom, Cynthia. You know, Cynthia, you've met her before. She's actually kind of lovely. Brittany ended up working in a salon. She, you know, and she always bitches about working in a salon during the holiday hours, which I get. I mean, I work every holiday. I get it, you know, but she's, that is, that is her. She drives a Nissan Altima fully tricked out. Like it's low to the ground and it's really has like an illegal tint on the windows. Yes, I know her. I have one in my family. Black on black, everything. And she has like a white haired dog that's a mutt mix that she got at the pound when she was on ecstasy once that she ended up getting from her ex-boyfriend. But she always has white dog hair all over. And she buys those boots where the like knockoff Stuart Weitzman and they're trying to be chic, but they have like a plastic heel. 
And the heel's been broken for like the last three seasons. And you hear clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop coming up the stairs with her fucking secret baby. And she's covered in white dog hair, but always wears black because she works in a salon. And like you one time got a little high and went on that salon's Yelp account and you read all the negative reviews were about Brittany. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, wow. I mean, I kind of had a feeling that she was like, you know, the thorn of the salon, but I didn't expect them to be this bad. Like the, the top review of this salon is like, left this salon, came in for a bang trim, left with a bleeding forehead. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Britanti. P.S. I'm pretty sure this bitch is pregnant. <laughs> you know what I mean? And every time she comes to Thanksgiving, there's always a new hairdo. But you're like, these aren't working. Do you remember before the internet? Oh my God, you'd go into great clips, you'd go into supercuts, whatever it was. And you'd sit in the waiting room and you would look, you'd scroll through the options. Those really avant-garde, poorly lit, also very, at the same time, high fashion hair books. And it'd always be some woman with like a Kate Goslin, like pseudo mohawk in the front and her neck shaved. I'm telling you, I I used to talk about this in my standup. That's why I got such an intense short haircut. When I was in the fourth grade, I was obsessed with this Per Plus commercial and this woman had all this volume. And I walked into the supercuts and my mom went next door to like get a coffee. And I told the woman before my mom could get back, I said, shave it. Fucking, I want to feel that cool breeze on the back of my neck. And then my mom came in and goes, oh, goddamn, you win for it. But it's because you'd scroll through those books. Brittany still has the haircut that's in those books. She loves a bobble necklace and a secret baby. <laughs> like, I could see myself doing a secret baby to be like, gotcha, surprise. But I couldn't imagine, like, like birthing the baby and then not telling anyone. It would be like, I maybe I adopted or we had a surrogate or something. You show up, hey, here's my baby, surprise. No, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that shit is so fucking funny. You know her. You can, you know what this girl smells like. Curve. She wears curve. She still owns a bottle of curve. And when you said, hey, Britt, I think it's time to upgrade the perfume game. You know what she bought? KKW Beauty. The collab with Kylie. That's what she bought. And this woman's 41. Her favorite band? is Limp Biscuit, And she still has that sleeve in her Ultima. It's a new Ultima. Even though she's a mom of two, she still has that sleeve that goes, you know, on the, the mirror and she still puts in a disc. We don't even know. We, Ultimas don't even have CD slots anymore, but she has one. And then she shows up with her fucking secret baby. Talk about somebody who needs a reboot. Fucking Brittany from Grey Clips. <sighs> Actually, we need to pray for her. Add her to your list. <laughs> Cousin Brittany. Goddamn. You know her. You love her. I miss her. And good luck to her new baby. That's fun. That's always fun. You know what? That's what the holidays are about. Family secrets. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Elise, from Boston. And I have the biggest absolutely not of my life for you is getting dumped two days before Thanksgiving and the holiday season and going to your Thanksgiving alone. There are so many questions already. And then... The timing has just really compiled more of those on. Also, just a zero out of 10 for timing. This is terrible. Could have waited a month. Would have been a little easier, but that's all right. Love you. I love your podcast. Me and my friend Desiree listen to you all the time. We actually listen to you all the way down to Naples, Florida and back. So you can imagine that we've heard 
every single second. You make all our days better and we love you. And I'll definitely be listening to you to cheer me up through this lonely, absolutely not holiday season. Okay. Love and light. Love you. Bye-bye. My dear friend, Elise, I'm so sorry. Elise from Boston getting dumped a couple of days before the holidays. There was also an overwhelming amount of people who said, I've been dumped. I've been broken up with. I'm breaking up. Like relationships are coming or going. And I've said, I feel like the holiday season is like putting all these people that you only see once a year or want to see once a year in a crock pot with a bunch of seasoning and hot peppers and setting it and forgetting it and waiting for the pressure cooker to explode. You know what I mean? I got to be honest with you. Elise, I hear you. I'm sorry you got dumped, but we got to put on our big girl panties because guess what? You just got out. You got out in the nick of time. Because you know what's the worst thing? Going into the new year with somebody that you know you shouldn't be with. I'm sorry you got dumped. That's bullshit. And I don't know all the details of the relationship. But P2P, you're going to be fine. You're going to go into the new year fucking free, shackle free. No old ball and chain. You're going to go in and say, fuck yeah, 2022, let's fuck it up. Also, there's a lot of loose holiday dick because it's cuffing season. Everybody acts like you have to be tied down to somebody for the holidays. It's dark. It's cold. No, 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 no. This is also a time to get hot and sexy by a fire with a stranger as long as it's consensual and safe. Do you know what I mean? So let's look at this as their loss and your win. I'm sorry that happened, but you know this person was probably shitty with gifts and you're not, that's not your love language. Your love language is going to pound town on a bearskin rug the man named Fabio who may or may not own a Chipotle franchise. That's what I'm saying. Because you know what's actually sexy? Entrepreneurs during the holidays. I mean, the amount of people that are messaging me right now wanting me to share their Cyber Monday sale, it's like fucking crazy. Those people don't get to take time off during the holiday. I'm working all through the holiday. You know, those people don't get to do anything, but you know what they want to do? They're like, I didn't go home for Christmas. I'm running my a very successful small business. You know what I mean? I don't have time to go home. So I'm going to be on Tinder or the Bumbles or whatever and on Christmas Eve. Oh shit, you live in Boston? I live in Boston. You want to get dicked down in front of a fire? Go for it. Fucking go for it. Because that's what life's about. Is that Santa Claus coming down the chimney? Nah, it's Fabio with the black Amex because his business is doing well and no strings attached, D. You're actually winning. You're actually winning. And then you know what's great? After you fuck, you can watch episodes of Shark Tank. Because who doesn't love that? I do. And he probably has some like sick condo in Boston, Beacon Hill. Shout out to that part. And he's like, my family lives in Ecuador. I didn't get to go home. You're like, I'll hold you. And he's like, thank you. And then you find out his like startup company is something, you know, something that has to do with like artificial intelligence. And you're like, okay, if I squeeze this hard enough, I might be able to be in this in the long run. And then we're going to have like Zuckerberg money. I'm just telling you, you need to look at the positives. Fuck the old ball and chain and look at what you're about to show up to. You could be the queen of Ecuador before you even fucking know it. He's a Harvard grad. He's got good morals on him because he worked for everything he had. Come on, buckle up. This is going to be an exciting time. Because honestly and truly, when you're stuck in a relationship during the holidays, all it is trying to navigate each other's families and honestly being stressed out and tired. Because then if you're like, you both tell each other, like, we're not doing gifts. Like, I, my husband and I don't really do gifts. That's not our thing. 
We haven't done gifts in a long time. If I want it, I can buy it. If he wants it, he can buy it. We like to buy things together. Like, oh, let's go today. I don't know, get a fucking watcher. Let's go today and go to Costco and spend money on a TV or some shit. I don't know. That's just not our love languages is not unwrapping gifts. It never has been. So then when you're trying to explain to your extended family, they're like, you didn't get each other anything for Christmas. Like, no, we're going on a trip in January or whatever. And then they try and stir the pot about it. And you're like, no, we. this was a conscious decision, like getting your tubes tied or removed that you did on your own. You don't have to worry about that shit. All you got to do is stay in a nice fucking condo with this man on Christmas Eve and then show up to your parents' house a glow in a good mood with a fresh cigarette ready to enjoy the holidays, ready for battle. You're winning. And to all those other people who also got dumped before the holidays, you don't have a financial obligation. You don't have a family obligation to deal with them. You do you. I'm married. I love my husband. I love my family. But it's different. You know, when you have kids and you you have responsibilities, you got people you got to be accounted for. How nice is it to be like, for Christmas, I'm doing self-care. I'm rebooting the the dial-up internet. And I'm going to buy myself a fucking gift. That's what you do. You put $500 to the side and you go buy yourself something you want. And fuck them. (laughs) Fuck them. Y'all, I love you so much. This has been such a fun episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening to me. Also, thank you for chiming in. I want you to keep calling in. I'm going to be doing voicemails for the next couple of weeks because I could give a shit about gas. I like chit-chatting with y'all. Again, the voicemail is the hotline. The absolutely not line is 800-213-7503. Call in. I love you, mean it. We're going to end the year strong. You guys, I'm heading to Pensacola, Florida this weekend. Then I have a Charleston show. Then I've got Montgomery, Alabama, uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. We've got three shows in Nashville. We've got D.C., We got shit popping off. I'm pretty sure I forgot another city too. I'm just, there's a lot on the list. Also, if you're like, hey, these Charleston shows are sold out. These Nashville shows are sold out. DC's crazy. Go on the Heather 911 group on Instagram or on Facebook. That's where a lot of people are trading tickets or selling. I cannot resell your tickets. Also, if you ever DM me and you say, who the fuck do you think you are? Why are these tickets so expensive? It's called scalpers. I have a very reasonable ticket price. And then people on the interwebs come in and buy these tickets. I was so pissed off in Minneapolis. I had literally, somebody bought 20 seats in like the the middle section, tried to resell them for $600 a pop to the late show. And then there was just 20 seats in the middle open because of a scalper. And people were DMing me like, we want to buy these seats. I'm like, I don't, I do the best I can, but I am not Craigslist. I am not Ticketmaster. I am not StubHub. So go directly to the fan source. I say the Heather 911 group's amazing or look for other DMs, but I cannot resell your tickets or move things around for you. I know stuff comes up, but I have to stay out of that. That is not my place. And also share a ticket, you know what I mean? Or come to the shows by yourself too. That's always a blast. I had a lovely young lady send me a message and she said, I relocated to a new city. I bought a ticket for myself and I ended up leaving the Boston show with a whole new group of girlfriends. That's fucking awesome. So instead of telling somebody in your row to go fuck themselves, why don't you say, hey, where do you live? Let's grab a coffee. Camaraderie. It's a holiday season. We're all in this together and we're all trying to navigate it together. Cannot wait to see you out on the road. Heather on tour.com. Also, quick side note before I get out of here. I've been shadow banned again on Instagram. Don't ask. I don't know what to do. My agents are on it. Instagram's like, we don't know what to do. So a lot of y'all aren't seeing a lot of my stuff. I am still on Instagram, but you have to type in my full name, Heather K. McMahon, and then I will show up. If I'm showing up for some of you, that's great. 
But for 90% of y'all, I don't exist anymore. I'm there. I don't know how long this will last, but I'm working on it. We added a ton of new cities. Okay, I'm overwhelmed. Chicago, we're playing the Chicago Theater. That show's almost completely sold out. And that's the biggest show like I'll ever play in my life. It's insane. And for some of y'all who are complaining about some of the cities, I don't always get to choose where I go, y'all. We have to follow the market. We have to see what's available. So this next leg of the tour is going to be the last you'll ever see of this material. Then when we come back in the fall of 2022, it'll be a whole new tour. So get your tickets now. And things have evolved and changed. If you saw the show in 2019, things have evolved and changed. It's a really fun show. And I'm, I'm, I've worked my ass off on it. I'm so proud of the material. If you're wondering, Heather, where's the Atlanta show? I can't talk about that right now. We're trying to shoot a special. And the, one of the reasons why I was under so much pressure at the New York shows is we had comedy buyers there. We'll have them at the show in LA. And it's like, it's this is how it works. And if I don't end up doing a special because I'm too tied up with the, the Peacock show that needs to get picked up, again, you know what you could do for me for Christmas? DM Peacock and say, pick up Heather's show. Tweet at them. DM them. Write them a letter. My show's fantastic. Peacock, if you're listening, pick up my show. Green light it. It's great. Thank you. Anywho, it's because I've got a bunch of shit that we're trying to get um, rolling. But the Atlanta show will be the last show. So if you're in Atlanta and you're like, why haven't you announced it's going to be at the end of May and it's going to be the last show of the thing and we're blowing it out. It's going to be fucking huge. And there might be cameras there. It's going to be a vibe. So hang out for Atlanta, but these other cities, come get your tickets now. If you're like, why are you coming back to Seattle? We did that market. We can't get a theater. Y'all, some of these cities I came into for the fall and every other comedian, any other musical act, juggler, magician, we're all fighting for spaces in these cities. So if you can travel, you're going to have to travel for these shows. I love you. I mean it, but I'm doing the best I can. So like Portland, Seattle, I'm so sorry. I could not get a theater space. I would love to come back and do this show. But come to Sacramento. I have two shows in San Francisco. We have a huge blowout show at the Orpheum in L.A., I'm doing Salt Lake City. We're coming to Vancouver. Dude, if you're in Portland, pop over. Do a little trip. Let's hit Vancouver. Canada, I'm doing Toronto. You're like, why aren't you coming to Calgary? I'd love to. We couldn't get theater space. My my wonderful, amazing touring agent, Jackie, has been working her ass off. She's got 100 other clients. And she's like, I'm literally, clients are fighting against clients to get these spaces. So we're all having to make up for lost time. But the shows have been insane. I'm so overwhelmed by the love and, and the biggest takeaway is you guys are having a blast and that's what means the most to me. I love what I do and I'm grateful. But also during this holiday season, remember, reboot, bitch. Reboot when you need to. I'll see you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. In the meantime, between time, arrivederci and ciao bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.